Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. In uh, Romans chapter 15, verse 13, this is an essential to break the grip of depression, which is the heart of Jody's testimony to us. Verse 13, now may the God of hope, everybody say it with me, supernatural energy to believe for a better result. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. Joy is that which energizes your faith that works along with hope. It's a partner. And peace. What is peace? Does that mean all your circumstances are right? No. Peace is a settled state of affairs in your inner man. You can have it when there's chaos in your circumstances. A settled place. May that God who is the author of hope fill you with all joy and peace. How? In believing. By faith. So that you may abound. That is you may get more and more revelation of hope. How? By the power of the Holy Spirit. You can't make it happen. You can't generate it. You can partner with the Holy Spirit. But it's the power of the Holy Spirit who energizes and keeps hope alive and brings joy and peace through faith. So what have we said so far about this incredible uh, condition that plagues uh, people around the world, but especially it seems to me in our country and even in the body of Christ, and that is this disorder, a mental and emotional disorder, characterized by a prolonged lack of energy, a prolonged lack of joy, extreme fatigue, abnormal loss of interest, uncharacteristic anger and agitation, isolation, and eventual loss uh, of the hope of recovery. It is mental and emotional, but it affects the whole person, physical, mental, emotional, social, spiritual, and relational, and vocational. It simply affects deeply all of life. Here are some conditions, here are some contributors, intense fatigue. Physical, emotional, spiritual, financial, relational fatigue. Sometimes chemical uh, issues have to do with it. There can be substance abuse, but there also can be the interaction of medications. And one thing I want to mention today that we haven't spent much time on, and that is that depression can also be genetic, uh, meaning that when you are physically born, 
you were born with certain traits and characteristics that you inherited from that bloodline into which you were born. And so what I'm trying to tell you is this, don't ever criticize somebody for struggling with depression because a lot of times the tendencies toward depression are given at natural birth for which you have nothing to do with it. And understand that it can be a contributor. Now, it's not as great as the power of the Holy Spirit. And you can break that chain by the power of the Word of God and the Spirit of God. You, you don't have to remain a victim. But the natural tendency can come through genetics. Uh, but you say, but pastor, we as believers have spiritual genetics of the Spirit of God in. Yes, we do. And He's greater than anything else. But you've got to also remember that your physical characteristics are affected by genetics. Thank you, Dad, for my hairline. <laughs> but your spirit, listen, your spiritual tendencies can also be affected by genetics. What do you mean by that? Well, how did the nature of Adam and Eve get in you? Through physical birth. You had to be reborn spiritually to get the characteristics of the genetics of the Holy Spirit. So what that means is, and I really believe in this, is that there are tendencies in all of us that we inherited that reveal themselves a lot of times through the inner atmosphere, our, our spiritual nature as well. So if you, if you take a good long look at that, I believe you'll find that that's the case, that they're passed along. Here's the good news, that the love of God, the Word of God, the indwelling Holy Spirit who lives in you can break off the powerful influence of genetics physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, you don't have to be mom and daddy. You don't have to carry those continued, they don't have to have dominance over you. Now you'll probably always have to deal with those tendencies. I said you probably always have to deal with those tendencies. You will probably have to continue to apply the Word of God, continue to develop intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Can I tell you, if you stop investing in intimacy with the Holy Spirit, then all these natural tendencies are going to come back and punch you in the nose. It is an ongoing journey. What did the Apostle Paul say? I die to my old way of thinking, living daily. The Apostle said that. So those tendencies will reveal themselves, but, and we've got to take a stand and apply our new nature in Jesus Christ who is stronger. So what I'm trying to tell you is the good news is if you have inherited a, listen, if you have inherited a natural tendency or a disposition towards depression or any other thing that would capture and, and control your inner man, you don't have to continue to be in bondage to anything. The power of the resurrected Jesus is in you. He broke the power of death off you. He can broke the tendency toward any natural choice selection. 
But you're going to have to get there and you're going to have to invest in prayer. The prayer of faith in the Word of God. And you've got to invest in in the things that the Word of God say are necessary. And, and you keep hearing this over and over again in this series, not only from me, but from these who are born testimony, and that is, you can't live in a dark, isolated place. Um, you, you have to bring these things into light, and you have to stick with them. I ate yesterday. But that didn't stop me from my peanut butter and honey sandwich this morning. To be strengthened with might in our inner man is an ongoing journey of laying hold of those things that break the power of the evil one off of us. So we talked about how uh, sometimes that's genetic. And by the way, let me tell you this. In uh, all these years of ministry, one thing I found it, uh, to be very, very true, and that is that depression and anxiety seems to rare up more this time of year than at any other time in the calendar year. Isn't that amazing? The pressure of making sure that we do what we think everybody would expect of us I want to say something here today. One of the things that has helped Dina and I is we have begun to die to the expectation of people uh, of what we think they would expect to us. I highly recommend it. You're never going to please everybody and God didn't call you to fix anybody. So uh, that's a journey and we've got to continue to invest in that truth. Amen? But uh, th th this season seems to put a whole lot more pressure on us because we think that if we don't do certain things, then we're going to be a failure and we're going to fail somebody else who is depending on us. Now, I want to tell you this about your business, about your family, about your children, your grandchildren. Everybody is responsible for their own journey. And if I continue to believe that I'm the savior of their journey, I am going to do them a disservice because they will never have to struggle and figure it out and go before God and learn to depend on Him. Uh, that's a difficult place to get to, but it is true. And I have found that during this season of the year, the pressure seems to mount, right? I don't want to disappoint anybody. I don't. Do you? Three of us don't. It's something that uh, bothers me to think about. But we've got to come to that point to where we recognize that they and we are responsible for trusting in the only source of security that we have. Amen? Um, and the season, do you know that the, the, the depression this time of year also has a spiritual root? The first Christmas, 
I mean, why we even why we even celebrate the birth of Jesus? When the announcement came that Jesus was going to be born, what did the devil through Herod the king do? Murdered every male child under two years old in the whole area. Here's what I'm trying to tell you. Those evil spirits hadn't gone away. There is an attack against the joy of the Lord. There is an attack against the celebration of Jesus. It hadn't quit. It's still there. And one reason why there's such an attack on the hope and the life and the joy he brings, and it manifests itself during this season, is to get us distracted onto the affairs of this life rather than the celebration of the one who makes this life of any value. So recognize that that is the truth. And the good news is, you know, as one of our founding passages in Luke 4, we found out Jesus said in his first sermon, I am anointed to set captives free. I am anointed to break the yoke of the oppressed. Hallelujah. I am anointed, Jesus said. Well, we found out also in our journey that there are some mighty, mighty champions, God's wonderful champions, who went through seasons, intense seasons of depression. We talked about Elijah, how he told the Lord, I just want to die, let me out. We talked about David, who over and over and over again, it was an ongoing journey. The, the disaster that David had in his family. Remember that? I told you that a couple of times ago. He had a, one of his sons raped his daughter. His other son killed the son that did that horrible, horrific crime. One of his sons ran him off the throne of Israel and tried to kill him. I bet your family situation hadn't gotten that bad yet. And yet, David, out of these deep times of trouble and depression continued. Here, here's what they all three did. And we talked about Paul who gave up all hope at some point in his life of, of deliverance. They all had this in common. They, they brought it down to the light. They didn't try to hide it. They admitted it. It was put in the Word of God. They didn't deny that they were in trouble or isolate. They cried out to God, and they didn't just make that a one-time thing. They continued to do that over and over and over again. Continued to cry out to God, asking the Lord for mercy and deliverance. They addressed the physical. Look, don't, don't ignore your physical needs. You need rest. You need food. You need movement. You stop moving, you're going to die. Um, but they stayed with the team. And boy, we keep on uh, emphasizing this. What team is that? Well, who's God brought into your life? Who's your prayer covering? Sometimes, as these three wonderful testimonies have given us, sometimes God brings a professional, somebody who's called to minister in the area of the anointing of Jesus to counsel, to render 
uh, medicine. I tell you this over and over again. One man God left with the Apostle Paul, and that was a physician, Dr. Luke. Stay with your team. Seek professional help. Stay true to your inner circle. Don't isolate. And then I want to say in the whole theme of today is you got to invest in hope. What hope? Hope that God is going to bring you through this. Hope that God is going to bring you through this. We read Romans 15, 13. May the God of all hope. What is hope? As Jody reminded you that I told you one time, it's God's energy. It is what drives you to pursue a desired result. It keeps you pursuing a desired result. When everything around you looks hopeless, on the inside of you, if you're a believer, there is God's hope. And it keeps on causing you to pursue a desired result, regardless of what you see. It's His energy. It's a driver. It'll keep you going when nothing else will. But if you, listen, if you lose your hope, you're going to lose your life. Now, there is a difference between diminished hope and total death of hope. Sometimes you think hope is dead about certain things, but it's really just diminished. It's still there. A bruised reed he will not break, and a flickering lamp he will not extinguish. There is that hope on the inside of you because the resurrected one lives there in the core of your being. So invest in hope, the hope that is in the Lord and in the desired result that's deep down on the inside of you. Don't let go of it. He is the God of all hope. I look back here and I ask her permission today. So don't think that I would ever embarrass somebody publicly. This is Linda and David Harris. You know, they've been here since the beginning. Since the very beginning, first Sunday, and never left. Many of you know that Linda Harris has had a 40-plus year journey with deep, dark depression. Over 40 years. Linda Harris has had to be hospitalized repeatedly with drastic measures. But I want to tell you something about Lyndon David Harris. Every day, they do what none of the rest of us do. Every night before they go to bed, they listen repeatedly to the Word of God through Bible teachers and even their pastor over and over and over again. They fill their minds and hearts with the Word of God every night. 
Linda has not only been hospitalized, she sees a psychiatrist who has walked this journey with her. But I want you to know something about these two. They have not lived in a shell or stayed in isolation. They have asked for and received prayer. This is the strongest woman I've ever known. I've never known anybody like her. Ever. The journey, the fight, the longevity of over 40 years. The deep darkness that comes on. I've never seen anything like this. And God has told me over and over again, and thank God she gave me the permission to tell you this, what has sustained her is hope. It's hope. And she just told me before the service that things are progressing for her and are, and I won't go into detail, but are, uh, there's real progress being seen. Not only these deep, dark attacks of depression, but her own physical sickness. And I just had never known anybody like this. And it's an honor to be her pastor, I'm telling you that. Hope has sustained her. The power of God's hope when she could have thrown in the towel at any time over 40 years. Hope. God's energy. The intense internal, eternal desire for a better result. is Still, at times it's flickered, but it burns and it doesn't go away. Linda, you're amazing. What I'm trying to tell you is this. If you're in that dark, oppressive place, don't give up. Connect with the hope of the resurrected one who can sustain you through anything you have to go through and energize you. And remember that Hebrews 11:1 1 passage, faith is the assurance of things you are hoping for. And it is substance. It is evidence on the inside of what is not seen on the outside. Assurance, conviction of things not seen. But the reality is internal and it cannot be denied. Invest in that hope. And as you do that, what you're going to do is you're going to give faith an opportunity somewhere to go. Because sooner or later, if you will invest in that hope, the Word of God will be spoken to you in your inner man. And when you choose to believe that Word, it'll join your hope. And manifestation is on the way at some point. Hope. It is 
There's three things that flow out of the heart of God. Faith, hope, and love. Those are divine forces that never diminish. During this Christmas season, especially if you're fighting with depression, turn your attention and get invested in that which brings you hope, an intimate relationship with the Lord. Remember, and I close with this, what we just read at the beginning. Now may the God of all hope fill you with joy and peace in believing by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has all the hope you'll ever need. Invest in believing in Him, and trusting in Him, and intimacy with Him. I want us to bow our heads here. During this season, I want us to go before the Lord and say, Lord, renew and revive your hope that is within me. Forgive me for letting it diminish. Remember what the scripture said, may the God of all hope fill you, fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope so that it might not diminish, but increase and overflow, overflow. Would you ask the Lord by the Holy Spirit to bring his hope to the surface? Would you ask the Lord to give you the discipline and the desire, the grace to connect with that supernatural energizing force of hope that's already in you? Father, we bless you, almighty God, the source, the eternal, internal force, the power of hope. Pray you would fill us by the Holy Spirit with that hope today. Now, Lord, there's some who are weighted down with circumstances and situations that have been so long that they've lived in that they are their hope is diminished because they hadn't seen any results. I ask you to encourage them today. Not just sustain them, Lord, but encourage them today by the, the witness of your spirit on the inside of them, Lord, that you are their hope. Cry out within them, Lord, with the result that they desire in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Break the grip of depression off of any and all in the sound of my voice, Lord. By your anointing, we rejoice in you, Jesus. Thank you for your presence here today. We look forward to seeing you next Sunday as Dr. Saunders ministers to us. We look forward to seeing you then. Go with God. He's going with you. 
You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.